0: Welcome to ATL in 29, the podcast that looks at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. My name is Kevin Chenard. I'm recording on a Monday afternoon in advance of the Hawks' first preseason game tonight with the New Orleans Pelicans. And before the action officially or semi-officially gets underway, I wanted to do something of a best of preseason audio episode. Heard some interesting things over the past eight days, dating back to Media Day, and I wanted to share some of them with you before the action gets underway. I wanted to start with a pair of quotes of folks talking about DeAndre Hunter. And for starters, let's go with DeAndre Bembry, and then we'll follow that with Lloyd Pierce. Uh, I asked Lloyd Pierce this week how he dealt with having two different DeAndres on the team and he said that he calls both of them Dre and he said that he suspected it would get very interesting when he started calling players to go into games now that he has DeAndre Hunter because last year when he would call for Dre to go in the game he would say hey Dre get in the game and both DeAndre Bembry and Trey Young would get up from the bench Uh, he said that Trey would pretty much get up for any name that was called. Uh, But he suspects that this year when he says, hey, Dre, go get in the game, he's going to have DeAndre Hunter, DeAndre Bembry, and Trey Young getting up to try to go enter the game. In any case, here are DeAndre Bembry and Lloyd Pierce talking about DeAndre Hunter. If you read between the lines of what has been said this week, Hunter is the most NBA-ready of the Hawks rookies. The praise for him has been uh, nothing short of fawning. And you'll hear it here from Bembry and Pierce, who both say very, very nice things about the rookie from the University of Virginia. When you say DeAndre was ready when he got here, what did you see from him that, that kind of told you that? I mean, me myself, I, I know I'm a pretty good defensive player in
1: the NBA, so just going off of guarding, me guarding him on a daily basis, he was scoring on me. So I think um, him making the right reads, not even just scoring, but just making the right reads, coming off, the, coming off with the ball screens and stuff like that, because I didn't watch too much of him in college other than tournament. I seen he did, uh, made a bunch of big plays, but I didn't think he could dribble. I didn't think he could read the defense, and like I said, me guarding him and him making those reactions off of the, the uh, opponents, and it showed me that he was ready. For that. I've been here going on my fourth season, so like I said, I, I feel like he's definitely more
2: ready than any of the other rookies. But like I said, all of them are guys are talented, and we'll just see them get better over the year for sure. DeAndre, we're going, we're going to love DeAndre. That's all I can say. Okay. We're going to love DeAndre. I, I think um, you know. I've, I've coached a couple guys that have played. Excuse me. I've played, a, coached a couple guys that have played deep into the NC two A tournament. Uh, he's the first one I can say. I see why Virginia won. Uh, I see why they won. Um, you know, he's got a poise about him. Nothing rattles him. He's going to come over here. If you guys get a couple words out of him, congratulations. He's not going to say much. Um, he's very, he, he's very humble, and on the court, it's just all about business. He knows all five spots already. Defensively, he's about as solid as they come. He's going to make open shots, and he actually puts it on the floor. I, I got a, I got a ton. I got a ton of respect for that kid already.
0: This week, Lloyd Pierce was pretty sick of me asking about who the starters might be. Uh, For a few days in a row, I got the answer of John and Trey, Trey and John, John and Trey. Uh, Today, he did indicate who his starters would be tonight uh, for the game against the Pelicans. The starters are going to be Trey Young, John Collins, DeAndre Bembry, DeAndre Hunter, and Damian Jones. Uh, However, That starting lineup is not an indication necessarily of who's going to be the Game 1 starters for the regular season. You'd sort of expect that maybe Kevin Herter would be in there, but he's not where he needs to be health-wise, according to Pierce. Uh, And really, Pierce said that the lineup that he chose for tonight was a lineup based on health, and here is him explaining uh, that particular situation.
2: Trey, DeAndre Bembry, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Damian Jones. Have you guys leave me alone for a second, all right? Kevin is out. Evan Turner is out. Uh, further explain Kevin. More about, you know, we, we, I want Kevin to have a full day. He's still kind of restricted in practice. And, and nothing bad. It just, he hasn't had a full day yet. So he's going to have a full day right now. His, his game is about to be right now with the coaches. He's going to get a full workout. Playing 10 minutes in a game tonight isn't going to help us. So 12 minutes in a game tonight, he, he needs a longer day, not a short stint just because it's competition.
0: Uh, Cam Reddish spoke to the media this week. When he came out, uh, one of the questions I asked him was about the three-point line. You know, I was wondering if, you know, offensively, the extended distance of the NBA's three-point line uh, would be anything that was a consideration or a difficulty for him. And he flipped the question around. Uh, He said really that the adjustment was more on the defensive side. Reddish also addressed his rehab situation. Uh, He spent most of the summer recovering from uh, an off-season surgery, and so you'll hear Sarah Spence uh, of the Atlanta Journal Constitution asking him about his health. Uh, she's wonderful. Go follow her on Twitter before the season starts. Uh, but you'll hear Cam talk about where he is health wise as well. How much of adjustment is there to like the NBA three point line, whether it's the longer shot or the little footwork dance you have to do in the corner to stay in bounds?
3: Um, shooting, like range, has never really been an issue for me. So that isn't. A- Anything to me. Uh, but obviously, there's a lot more spacing and defensively. You got right, to be in the right spots and stuff like that. So it definitely makes it a little tougher. Um, but the, the shooting aspect you know, isn't too different for me. How is just your motor and endurance? You
2: know, I'm sure after being out for so oh, yeah. long, it's kind
3: of a thing. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to get up and down these last couple days, trying to you know play as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm nowhere near where I like you know, I usually would be. Um, so I'm still working my way back from that. But that's really about all the, you know, restriction, quote unquote, I guess you could say, but um, yeah, just gotta get back to show.
0: It's easy to focus on this season being year two for Trey Young, year three for John Collins, or year one for someone like Cam Reddish, but it's also year two for Lloyd Pierce. And so I wanted to ask him. What's different this season compared to what he experienced a season ago? And here's what he said headed into the 2019-2020 season. What's different for you in year two versus year one? Uh, I just
2: I just know I know my system a little bit better. I know my coaches a lot better. Uh, I know most of my guys pretty well, and so it's. Uh, Go into it knowing the timing, you know, the nuances of what you want to do, what we need to clean up, Uh, know how to organize the practice plan a little bit better so we can flow through the day cleaner. Everything that we do, top to bottom practice game, is about efficiency. That was one of my goals this this summer coming into everything is can we be a more efficient team? Can each guy be more efficient? And that starts with how we organize the day. So we've got to be efficient in how we plan practice and how we flow, what we're teaching, getting right to it. Big on getting repetitions this year. Our our guys need experience and practice gives us repetitions and experience. So we want to be efficient with exactly what we're teaching, how we're teaching it, getting right to it. Just knowing that, you know, I think last year we come into it and we're trying to get everything in. It's all new and I'm trying to teach the coaches and players are trying to see my style and figure out how I coach. I think guys know how I am. And, um, you know, I think I'm in no rush for any of it. There's no expectations on our players. Um, there's no rush to get in everything right
0: now. What we get in, we want to be really good at. I think that's most important. Media Day is an interesting NBA show. I hate to bring Brad Rowland into every episode. Sorry, Brad. But he was borderline obsessed last season with the selection of players for the publicity photos. You know, usually before the players come out to talk to the media. Uh, they're also doing the the rounds around the perimeter of the large facility, where there are a number of photo stations set up to take pictures for you know brochures and websites and things like that, social media, etc. And you know the the first pictures are usually the group pictures, and it's interesting to see which players are chosen as quote unquote the headliners for the team. Uh, and so last season, you know, there were pictures of Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Amari Spellman, and Brad didn't think uh, Spellman necessarily merited that sort of attention, and I suppose Brad was right. Uh, this year, interesting photos. Uh, six players to start with, with Lloyd Pierce in the middle, and I think the six players were Trey Young, Kevin Herter, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and Cam Reddish along with Vince Carter, and then I think at some point Lloyd Pierce and Vince Carter went to the side and they just took the five players, Young, Herder, Collins, Hunter, Reddish, and you can kind of see the core being formed there. If you look very carefully at the photos or if you were there to watch the proceedings, an interesting thing happened in both the pictures for last season and the pictures for this season when they did the group picture and I can't say, say that I blame Trey Young. Uh, if I were taking pictures all day with a bunch of people who were 6'9 and 6'10 I would do the exact same thing and it's this. Uh, in all of the group pictures you can kind of peek over and see Trey, and what he does is he kind of takes one foot and props it up it's not quite tippy-toes because he's not doing it with both feet, so he can kind of keep his balance. But he's definitely lofting one foot to get that little bit of extra height. Uh, and one of the things I asked Trey this week was for his official height measurement. Uh, the NBA said they want to have official height, accurate accurate uh, height measurements in the official record for each player. No more exaggerating uh, by an inch, two inches, three inches, or perhaps negative an inch two inches or three inches Uh, you know based on what the player wants to have out there these are going to be measurements without shoes uh, I suppose accurate to the nearest inch but anyways uh, Trey gave us his height and uh, you'll hear that at the end of this clip this is kind of a long question but at the end of last season Justin you know, said something to the effect of he worked with Coach Pierce before, mm-hmm. and that the defensive complexity wasn't what it was you yeah. know, when we had had him previously. On the other side of the ball, on offense, is anything more complex for you this season? Are you trusted with more responsibility, or is it pretty much the same kind of thing? I mean,
4: I, I don't know. I, I, I think we'll see. I think we'll see as, as the, I mean, the season starts. Um, I mean, we're running a lot of the same stuff. We're, we're doing a lot of the, the same actions. Um we just have a lot more young pieces, a lot, a lot of different, different styles of players around me this year, and so I think it's, it's gonna be good. I mean, we'll see how,
2: um,
4: I mean, how it works out. When it comes to
0: turnovers or whatever you guys want
2: to clean yeah. up, how much of an opportunity is it in the preseason to kind of get those wrinkles out, you well, know, get your, get your sea legs? Yeah,
4: yeah, that's that's the point of the uh, preseason. Uh, I think to get, get accustomed to playing an NBA game, NBA arena against, I mean, NBA teams and different teams. Uh, I think it's. I think that's the the point. Of it is to get the the rust off of all season and, and get back into to playing mode. Well. Did
0: you get your official height measurement?
4: Yeah, I was like six one something. I think I think all that's going to get released. But I think I was been like six one, six one and a half. Okay, that's good. Thank <laughs>
3: you.
0: We are in the third year of the Travis Schlank era. Or at least we're going into the third season of it, and I think you know, that perhaps this year more than the other two, you're starting to see the personality that Schlenk wants to have with this team. And I don't mean necessarily an on-the-court playing style, but more of a, a certain characteristic of player that Schlenk likes. I think he likes, you know, the uh, low-maintenance, easygoing, personable guy. Uh, this is This week when Lloyd was asked about, you know, some of his players, including Damian Jones, you know, he went to just speak glowingly of what a nice kid Damian was. I mean, he just went on and on about how much he loved this kid, and it's not hard to see why, uh... He just seems like a sweet kid. I, I call him a kid. I'm, I'm I'm an old, old man, so I can call somebody, or I accidentally call somebody who's 24 years old a kid, but I think Lloyd used the same term, if I recall correctly. In any case, uh, Jones is very likable, as you'll hear in this clip. Um, he's going to get the start tonight. He hasn't shot any three-pointers at all in his career to this point, but I suspect uh, if you don't see it tonight, you'll see one this week. And uh, he's not a Saints fan. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> At media day, I guess it was a week and a half ago or so on that Friday, Travis and Lloyd kind of mentioned your name. Uh, they brought it up a couple times, and they also mentioned that you might be you know, shooting long shots. Mm -hmm. Is that something that's new, or did you have that opportunity in Golden State and, like, practices behind the scenes or anything like that? Uh,
3: I mean, towards the end, I could have shot something like a Golden State, but, like, you know, just something I've been working on and I'm continuing to work on, just, you know, getting those reps in to, you know, make sure I have that confidence to knock down when time counts. So you feel like it's something that you'll actually be doing this season, or is Uh, it something more gradual than that? Uh, Quite possibly so, you know. I'm I'm feeling like, you know, I'm shooting at a, you know, a decent – uh, a decent, you know, percentage in, like, my, you know, practices and stuff, so um, just carrying that over to, like, you know, scrimmaging and then uh, into the games, you know, just building up the like, confidence to, you know, knock it down. Uh, how do you feel health-wise? Uh, I'm feeling good. You know, I came back from my last uh, pec surgery in, like, May and um, since then I've been Did you say peck or back? Pec. yeah. Pec. okay, I, I thought towards, that's what you said. I was yeah, trying to make yeah. sure. Pec. yeah. Um, it's been good. No, everything's been feeling fine, and um, just continuing to work on, you know, body positioning, things like that, to make sure you know, my health continues to
0: improve. So, have you been in Atlanta for a while? Like, you didn't come like a couple weeks ago. Did you come in like July or something? I uh, came in mid-August. Mid-August. Mid-August okay. August, yeah. So, you yeah, have been here
3: for a little minute, trying to get acclimated to the area. It's been pretty good. You know, back in the south. You know, I'm from Baton Rouge, so it's not too far from here. Saints fan. Uh, I'm actually a Packers fan.
0: Packers fan, yeah. okay. That's good if you're in Atlanta.
3: Yeah, they don't want Saints fans here. Yeah, I know, I know. If they play Thanksgiving, so it's gonna be pretty crazy. So how how did you grow up a, a Packers fan in New in New Orleans or Louisiana? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I was just a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. Okay, really know. he took over he just after Brett with over there, So,
0: have you gotten any Aaron Rodgers stories from Coach Pierce? Uh-oh. Uh, somehow they're both California guys. They used to play basketball together. So you're gonna have to ask Coach. Yeah, I think uh, I think they used to play pickup together, like back in like the '90s, like early in his career. You're gonna have you're
3: gonna have to dig with
0: Coach Pierce to to get some Aaron Rodgers stories. Yeah, I'm gonna see what's up. Bruno Fernando was born in 1998, as was my oldest child. So it seems uh, perhaps a bit unfair for me to ask him about a quote from 1992. Uh, But Bruno hails from Angola. And when it comes to the NBA and Angola, there's really only one thing that comes to mind, and that's Charles Barkley's famous quote, headed into the dream team and the 1992 Olympics.
2: How much do you know about Angola, the guy that you would be playing there? And- I don't know anything about Angola, but Angola's in trouble.
0: So yes, it had to be done. Uh, I asked Bruno what he thought of that quote. And Bruno was a very good sport about it. Charles Barkley said a lot of crazy things over the years, but maybe his most famous quote is about Angola. Do you know that one? Uh, I I think I heard about
1: it. I just see it's not—it's not crossing my mind right now. But I heard about it because it was a, about the game they had against Angola. It was like, yeah, when yeah. they made
0: the dream team. Yeah, the dream team. And it was like Michael Jordan Angola. and Larry Bird and yeah, him yeah, all on the yeah. same team. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know much about Angola, but yeah. Angola's in oh, trouble.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it <laughs> was. I mean, it was, uh, you know, a couple years ago. Um, before you were yeah, born, a few for years sure, right? before I was born. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they they were in trouble. You know, obviously, it's not easy to play, play against the dream team. Um, but you know, I think the competition was there. Uh, it's just our basketball back there has evolved and grown so much since then. And I feel like you know, as the years go on and the more exposure we get and the more uh, players we get at this level and, and the better we get, we're going to we're going definitely be we're going to get we're going to have time to get better and just you know, get to compete on this level again. But man, it was it, it, I, I
0: heard about that. I heard about that. Is that something that you have done or that you want to do? Play for
1: the national team? Uh, I've done before a couple of times, and obviously some things are goal of mine, you know, to keep representing my, my, my country and just keep playing for my national team. But uh, you know, at the same time as a player, you gotta have priorities, and, and I feel like right now, starting my, my my first year in the league, is some it's one of my priorities, and just you know keep getting better as I play and growing my game, and just kind of like making sure I'm being successful, whatever it is that I'm doing in this league, before I really try to think about anything else.
0: Speaking of NBA legends and Bruno Fernando, and Bruno being born in 1998, here he is talking about the first time he met Vince Carter, who was drafted into the NBA in 1999.
1: It's crazy because, you know, I was I remember like a week before I was talking with my brother at home on the phone and we were talking about Vince and playing with him. And my brother showed me all these pictures of him like when he was uh, younger. And then I was here in a weight room. I was lifting weights and Vince walked by and I kind of I was like, is that Vince? Did I really saw Vince? And then I kept looking and it was really him. And then I was like, you know, in the middle of my lift, he was like kind of standing right there. I was like, should I, should I stop my lift and go say hi to him?
2: <laughs> and, it, you know,
1: it was just kind of like something that you look at and you'd be like, wow, like this is really Vince Carter. It's my teammate. And, and I stopped my lift and went and say say hi to him and just the way he approached me. And he was like, man, how you doing? And stuff like that. It was like, man, like, like. That's the man right here, and it's Vince Carter, my teammate. And then he's been with us the whole time, and just it's, it's been amazing of being around him. He's a great human being. Uh, for this short amount of time that I've been around him, I could already tell that he's willing to teach anybody to ask for help. So I'm excited to get
0: going with him. All right, one last clip, and this is it for me. I'm not going to sign out afterwards. I'm just going to roll this clip and fade out into the darkness. Uh, Lloyd Pierce was concerned this weekend when the team scrimmaged. They were doing 12-minute scrimmages, or, yeah, I think 12-minute scrimmages. I think maybe they broke it up into a couple of pieces, but he said that in 24 minutes the Hawks had 23 turnovers, and that was an area of concern for him. Uh, When I spoke to Trey Young, who's going to be, of course, the most important Hawks ball handler this season, you know, I wanted to ask him how he strikes the balance because honestly, you know, when you look at Trae Young and you watch him play, I really think that he's a top three passer in the NBA. He's a phenomenal passer, but at the same time, you know, he does occasionally turn the ball over. And I wanted to know, you know, with the the load of creativity and the load of setting up his teammates for opportunities, I wanted to know how he strikes a balance between uh, being aggressive with his playmaking in terms of uh, throwing the occasional risky pass to set up his teammates uh, versus kind of covering up with the ball and stifling some of that creativity and ability to set people up. And here's what Trey said about it. How do you strike that balance? Like, I mean, I know a lot of the offensive burden is on you to create yeah. and to set people up, but at the same time, you know, you want to protect the ball. How do you... You know, find that balance on like throwing, you know, passes that are maybe a little bit risky versus. Yeah,
4: I mean, and, and you have to find a balance in me. It's me, especially as a point guard, uh, something I, uh, I mean, balls my hands a lot. I have to be able to make smart decisions. I have to be able to uh, protect the ball, give us as many possessions as, as I can. So uh, that's definitely a focus for me coming into this year. Is just uh, how can I how can I give us more opportunities to score.